0: Welcome to the Make Books Travel podcast. I'm Marlene Seegers, co founder of Two Seas Agency, a California based literary agency that represents publishers, agents, and a select number of authors from around the world. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing international industry professionals who make books travel, for instance, from manuscript to published book, from one language to another, or from page to screen. Thank you so much for listening. And enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 16 of the Makebooks Travel Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Barbara Den Ouden of the Dutch Foundation for Literature. Anyone who has traveled to an international book fair is bound to have run into Barbara, who is something like a fixture at such events. At least, that's how I see it. A quick anecdote with regards to Barbara and book fairs to kick off this episode. I owe my participation in the 2019 Seoul Book Fair entirely to her. I'd received an invitation from the Korean Publishers Association barely two weeks before the start of the fair, while I was in the midst of a two-week meeting spree in New York. I felt overwhelmed, understandably, and leaned towards not going. But then I remembered Barbara had been to this fair a couple of times already and was thinking about going again then in 2019. So I texted her on a Saturday afternoon, New York time, and she immediately replied with tons of information about the fair, who else was attending, and all the practical info I needed about hotel, airport transportation, etc. I was not only impressed, but also very reassured and ended up accepting the invitation. I am so glad I did, especially given the current context of no international travel, at least not for me at this point from California. This has taught me an important lesson. When you get an invitation to go to a country or city, you probably wouldn't travel to yourself on your own, which was my case for Seoul, and you are physically and family-wise able to go there. Just do it. So, thank you, Barbara. It was an incredible experience. Anyway, so much for the International Book Fair talk before I sink into a depression. As I said, Barbara works for the Dutch Foundation for Literature, which, in short, supports writers and translators and promotes Dutch literature abroad. A few months into the pandemic, they announced to have set aside an additional budget to help foreign publishers who acquire Dutch titles, besides the regular budget they allocate to translation grants, production grants, and other support measures. I wanted to sit down with her to ask what the response has been so far, and in general to get a better idea of the Foundation's activities, also on a national level. Given the current context, we also discussed the situation in the Netherlands in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic, its book market and the national economy in general. So here is Barbara Den Ouden. Hi, Barbara. A very warm welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm really fine. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to speak on your podcast.
0: Well, thank you for accepting my invitation to be a guest. Last time we saw each other in person, we were literally living in a different world. It was um, March 6th of this year, and we danced a night away in Amsterdam at the Bukenball, which is a gala evening that officially rings in the Dutch Book Week, uh, an annual event to promote Dutch books. And the London Book Fair had just been cancelled. Um, it was to take place the following week. And I was flying back to California the following morning, just after a few hours of sleep. It's unbelievable that it wasn't even five months ago, right?
1: Yeah yeah but it was a great <laughs>
0: evening <laughs> it was yes <laughs> the, the end of an era really um and uh yeah great music great dancing Anyway, um, I've been looking forward to chatting with you. Um, Not only do I appreciate you as a person, but you're also the first interviewee on the podcast who works for a government organization, in your case, the Dutch Foundation for Literature, whose job it is to promote its local and, in your case, Dutch literature abroad by way of allocating translation grants and other types of financial aid. But before we talk about the specifics of your work at the Dutch Foundation for Literature, can you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners and outline your professional career so far?
1: Of course. I studied English language and literature at the University of Utrecht and I did an internship at a publishing house that publishes pocket uh, books. It, it's called Rainbow Pockets. And then um, after I graduated, I worked for nine months for a publisher of art and design books. And uh, I wasn't very good at, at that, you have to admit. And then I started working at the Foundation for the Production and Translation of Dutch Literature, the foundation with a very long name. And that was the precursor of the Dutch Foundation for Literature. I worked at the Translators House, which is part of the, uh, the our foundation, where translators are invited to work on the translation of a Dutch book into their own language. It's in the center of Amsterdam, and for almost ten years now, I have been responsible for promoting Dutch fiction abroad. And the past seven years, I also uh, started promoting Dutch graphic novels abroad. And um, Apart from my work for the Dutch Foundation for Literature, I've also done voluntary work organizing literary events in Utrecht and De Hague. Mm. That that oh. is that is the, the career <laughs> mm-hmm. so far. All
0: right. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I did not know about your uh, extracurricular events organizing literary festivals. Perhaps we can have a, a second podcast interview
1: specifically about that (laughs) it was also some time ago I have to say
0: (laughs) okay so um with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic I mean it's been a recurring theme on the podcast actually the podcast was started Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, because of the pandemic and um, the absence of physical meetings with uh, international publishers, what's what's the situation like in Holland at the moment? Holland has been doing
1: pretty well, I think, since the beginning, right? Yes, because we uh, had a so-called intelligent lockdown. And right now, everything seems almost back to normal. I mean, I even I've even spotted more tourists because when they are on the bike, they, they're easily recognizable cause they, because of these rental bikes and they have different biking skills from the <laughs> I think I may put it like that. I uh, hear the irony. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, well, many people, well, we, as a rule, we try to uh, bear in mind this one and a half meter distancing, the social distancing. And of course... Uh, major events have been cancelled and uh, well we can go to the cinema but you know only there's one and a half meter distance between the seats I I think it's almost everywhere like this but Mm. um, during the lockdown it was still possible to go outside for a stroll and to do some groceries some shops were open so it wasn't as as dramatic as in for instance Spain or Italy
0: Hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the, the impact of the pandemic and specifically the lockdown on the Dutch economy and, and, and therefore also the book markets, um, because I believe that most of the bookstores remained open, right? Uh,
1: some of the bookshops uh, remained open, but some of them shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the Speaking in general about the economics, Dutch economics, mm-hmm. At this moment, the prediction is that the economic decline, well, it is estimated at 7.5%. But, hmm, well, we don't know. Yeah, we don't yeah. know what will happen. But these are, of that's estimation. As for the book market, it's still quite okay. And uh, speaking of the lockdown, uh, so between week 11, which started at the 9th of March, until week 22, which ended on the Thursday, 31st of may some bookshops were still open and um the bookshops that closed they closed in week 13 and that Mm. was indeed the worst period for physical bookshops and the total book market lost one percent relative to the same period last year and only one percent yeah and and the crisis for physical bookshops uh, obviously, has more dramatic uh, than for the online uh, sales, but um, and also it has been more dramatically felt for the bigger bookshops in the bigger cities that are more dependent on walk-ins and tourists just passing by, students passing by and buying a book. But the bookshops that are more locally rooted, that are depending on lo- loyal customers and that have mm. a good points, good online points of sale, they did reasonably well. Um, And during the lockdown, children's books and fiction did did quite well. Maybe children's books did well because the schools were closed and maybe fiction Mm. did well because of what we call the Lucinda Riley Seven Sisters effect. I don't know. I didn't analyze this
0: any further uh-huh. yeah well just just to put a little context there for for those of our listeners who who are unaware of lucinda riley's uh books and specifically the success in in holland um i think it's uh last year or maybe already two years ago Alexander publishers uh took on the series called the seven sisters and um they're very Easy to read, feel good books, and um, they became an, an an almost an immediate success, I would say, and have been ever since at the top of the book seller uh, the best list bestseller list. Sorry, in in Holland, so um, best I feel
1: book, yeah, of two, yeah. The best book of two, thousand nineteen is one of the seven sisters and. All these seven sisters books oh are in, in, in a bestseller
0: top list. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like these are the kind of stories indeed that make us, you know, escape and and go somewhere else and and forget about the um, the stressful situation that we're we're in or that we were in uh, during during the lockdown. Absolutely. So. And uh, what do book sales look like at the moment? Um, well, we, we already mentioned, well, you already mentioned that, right? It was only 1% drop in, uh, in sales compared to during last year. The,
1: during the lockdown. But at this mm-hmm. moment, uh, yeah. it's, it's looking quite okay. Um, mm-hmm. The total turnover for the book market for this year is still quite good because of the good start of the year before the lockdown and because mm. of the very good summer. So compared to last year, there's the, still this year an increase in book sales. Um, I have some numbers for you. Uh, for this year, until last week, online plus 26% relative to last year, offline mm. minus 8%, total market plus 4% relative to last year. And mm. if we look at the numbers for this year, starting from the lockdown, so from week eleven, uh, then it's plus three percent.
0: Right. Oh, that's it's really good to hear those numbers um, compared to some of the numbers that I've been hearing on other podcast episodes of. Publishers from other markets who have been um, more, much more affected um, where there was a complete lockdown, for instance, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, Spain and Italy and, and France also. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving those very specific numbers. That's very helpful. Um, so even though there w- hasn't been um such a dramatic uh fall in sales um in in for the books in in Holland has there been any government aid for bu- publishing houses in Holland or bookstores and authors
1: to help them through these more challenging times uh, like for any other company or freelancers a freelancer there was the general support of the government um mm-hmm. i think you have com- things like that in Germany and in other countries as well uh, for anyone in any kind of profession in any kind of job. and besides that, the Dutch government has assigned uh, had assigned a, a substantial amount of money to support uh, to the support of culture and this mm. amount is distributed amongst the cultural foundations and our foundation has received over three million euros for support wow and specifically
0: I... more f- specifically for the pandemic yeah.
1: Okay. specifically yeah mm-hmm. and i know that in france there was a campaign where the government supported the bookshops directly we didn't have mm-hmm. anything like that but there was a campaign that's called uh in dutch hashtag igles thuis so hashtag mm-hmm. i read at home which uh helps, uh the book industry by raising awareness for the importance of books It was organized by the collective propaganda for the Dutch book and our foundation participated substantially in this campaign and it has been considered really successful. And we think Mm. it played a big role and our book sales were still comparatively high compared to, say, other countries.
0: Yes, in light of the pandemic, indeed, as you mentioned, the Dutch Foundation for Literature announced in May to have put in place additional support measures for the promotion of Dutch literature abroad. Can you describe briefly the different measures that were taken?
1: Yeah, well, in general, our foundation has worked with more leniency towards organizations and writers who received their subsidy but weren't able to execute their plans because of COVID-19. And at the foundation, uh, we have two departments, one national and one international. I think it's it might also be interesting to speak of the measures taken by our national department. That's the department which supports Dutch authors and translators from a foreign language into Dutch. There is this uh, measure that's called From Author to Reader, and that consists of support for recently subsidized writers, translators, illustrators, graphic novelists, in the form of a stipend to strengthen their professional practice and the promotion of their work. So you can think of support for online promotional activities, online participation in international festivals, sample translations, translation of their website, production of a podcast or video about their books, interactive Mm. workshops, Zoom lectures. Uh, 60 applications for the amount of 150,000 euros have been granted. And mid-August, this temporary measure will be extended so that more authors can apply. And hmm. the National Department has also supported a pilot called Writer on Your Screen uh, together with, um, I, how to translate this, the Writers' Central, Schrijvers' Centrale. <laughs> uh, central.
0: yeah. like the Central Organization for Writers.
1: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> where writers who used to visit schools, libraries and cultural organizations, but who couldn't do that anymore where they mm-hmm. were doing online presentations. And then uh, the last measure that, um, that uh, taken is that literary titles and illustrated children's and youth books that were granted a subsidy by our foundation, uh, they will now receive a subsidy of 100% of the budget deficit instead of the usual 50 or 70%. Oh, so that is basically... Wow for the, the measures taken by the national department and then the international mm-hmm. department. That's where I, I work. Uh, we worked with three support measures. Uh, first is extra production cost subsidy for publishers who p- apply this year, who apply for a translation grant. And this extra production cost subsidy is between 750 and 1,500 euros. And f- uh, we have granted 88 publishers such an extra subsidy so far. Hmm. And then the second uh, measure is support for translators who are uh, quintessential for us to, do, to promote yeah. literature abroad. So um, they are paid 500 euros for an excerpt of 3,000 words for, from a title of their own choice. And these are titles that they are themselves very enthusiastic about. And with their help and these samples, we hope that we can place more Dutch titles with foreign publishers while we support these translators at the same time. And mm-hmm. we have been able to support around 200 translators with this project. And uh, mm. the, the, the third support measure uh, has to do with... the um, in. The, because now travelling is not possible the foundation is providing a temporary budget to support existing ways of promoting new books a support for adapted promotional efforts with physical because the physical presence of the author is now impossible so this mm-hmm. might be through online interviews special video clips ads flyers etc mm-hmm.
0: Because normally you would sponsor author visits to foreign countries. Yeah, for festivals
1: basically. or uh, the launch of the translation. But yeah, that's, that's
0: not possible mm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so the response has been pretty good, from given the numbers that you uh, mentioned earlier. Yes. Do you continue to, because um, you said for the national... Uh, department, some of the measures were extended. Is it, this also the case for the international department?
1: Uh, we have looked for um, everything will be going on till the end of the year because we okay. also have our budgets to uh, take care of, you know, to keep an eye on the budget. Um, but yeah, indeed, the foreign publishers have expressed gratitude for this extra support and we have received many applications for support. And we feel that that this extra sport has been an incentive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And speaking of incentives, uh, the Netherlands was the guest of honor at the 2016 Frankfurt Book Fair together with Flanders, which is a Dutch-speaking part of Belgium. And that normally um, brings about uh, an increase in interest in Dutch language books. How big was the impact of this event on the sale of Dutch titles in Germany specifically and more in general in in other countries? I believe we're in 2020 now, so it's been four years. Um, You may have some idea of um, of this impact.
1: Well, uh, for the Guest of Honor program, over 300 Dutch and Flemish books were published into German. And... Mm -hmm. um, it put our literatures on the German map and on the international map once again. Uh, so Germany was, well, the most important country, of course, uh, with this Guest of Honor program. Uh, but since German is a language spoken in more countries than, than Dutch, so, um, it, Dutch literature found its way more easily abroad. I don't really have specific numbers because I cannot, it, it's not easy to pinpoint Mm-hmm. how you know how um, how this influenced uh, the translation of Dutch literature in other countries but but we felt that it yeah, that it worked out really well for us
0: mm. yeah that's true that when um to have a, a translation in German of a Dutch book um, definitely opens a lot more doors in other countries and other languages as you say german is is more widely read by um often already in-house editors and and otherwise readers and translators than than the Dutch. So I I understand that you, um, it's hard to give a a, a clear overview of the impact because actually it really is like a ripple effect, I guess. Absolutely. Mm
1: -mm. Yeah. Mm
0: -mm. Yeah. And what does a typical workday look like for you? Um, At the moment, are you still working remotely or have you and your colleagues returned to the office?
1: Um, we still work mostly from home um, and my one or two days a week I'm at the office um, our foundation adheres to the guidelines of the REVM, which is the National Institute for the Public Health and Environment so we can work from the office but not more than two persons per room and not more mm-hmm. than 16 colleagues at the same time in the building and uh, yeah we we before the holiday started, yeah, we had our fair share of Teams and Zoom and yeah, yeah <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. So it it was really great to go once we could, once we were allowed to go back to the office and sometimes meet a person uh, with the mm-hmm. one and a half meter distance, of course. But it was, yeah, it was really fantastic. And uh, yeah, apart from that, uh, of course, um, they're, they're, I, I never traveled anymore. So I had four yeah. book fairs canceled, uh, like everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Which book fairs are that? were they? Um, they were London, uh, Paris, Torino and Seoul. Oh, you were supposed to go back to Seoul. Yeah, I was, I was supposed to be a fellow there. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Just so for our listeners, uh, Barbara and I spent a wonderful time in in Seoul together last year during the Seoul Book Fair, which took place, it was June, I think, June. right? 2019. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of travel, my next question was, uh, it's going to address that because in, indeed you travel so much. I mean, for anyone who's ever been to an international book fair in recent years, it's uh, very likely that you've run into Barbara. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I I never thought I would find anyone who travel more than me but there you are. <laughs> um and we met at quite a few apart from apart from Seoul we uh yeah we also obviously also apart from Frankfurt and London there was uh, Guadalajara Paris. and Paris and yeah so um yeah is is there a fair that you haven't been to and that's on your wish list um, and why this fair in particular and of course all this once we will be able to travel again.
1: Absolutely Um, well all the fairs I have not been to yet I would be interested of course but as of April 1st I have also become responsible for the contacts with the German publishers and Mm -hmm. for that reason I think it would be really nice to attend the Leipzig book fair and uh, to get a better feel of the German market, because it's well, I know a little bit and I have some mm-hmm. contacts, but it, it, I think it would really help me to 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 know more about well German publishing, German readers. Mm. So that that would yeah. be on my wish list now. Mm.
0: Yeah, because Leipzig is. Um, Unlike the Frankfurt Book Fair, which is really a very international event, of course, it also has a public part um, But for for, German, uh, for visitors to, to attend and, and meet with their authors. But the Leipzig Book Fair is really very much a domestic event. Yeah. I went there once, indeed, and it's, you, ha- you hardly see any international publishers. It really is about the German market. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that's right. why I would really love to go there. Yeah.
0: Hmm. And which book or books are you currently reading and enjoying, or have you recently read and enjoyed that you'd like to talk about to our listeners?
1: Well, I, for my work, I read a lot of Dutch fiction, of course, and I, mm-hmm. I enjoy that very much. So yeah, yeah, we're lucky with this with with this kind of job. Um, and I recently read uh, Rodan al Al-Khalidi's *Holland* which is a kind Mm -hmm. of sequel to the novel that was recently published in English by World Editions, called Two Blankets, Three Sheets. Uh uh, Raudan al Khalidi was born in Iraq and fled to the Netherlands in 1998, and he lived nine years in an asylum center, and he writes about that in Two Blankets, Three Sheets. Translated by uh, Jonathan Reeder into English, mm-hmm. and Holland mm-hmm. is an account of his. It, it, Holland is like a, uh, a sequel. It's an account of his life after he has left uh, after he left the asylum center, and it describes mm-hmm. uh, his sometimes painful but often hilarious experience with uh, integration in Dutch society, and mm-hmm. uh, beneath a, a seemingly casual observation of a typical Western society. Um I, I found a, a novel about identity and belonging and being part of a community, being part of a, a country and how mm-hmm. showing solidarity with other people can make you weak, but also strong. And, mm-hmm. um, well, Holland, this novel Holland gave me as much food for thought and enjoyment as Down and Out in Paris and London by George Orwell. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a comparison.
1: It was that's published <laughs> somewhere, I think, in February. And uh, okay. sold, uh, about 7,000 copies in the mm. prices. So I think that's that, that, that's quite good. Yeah. Mm. And I also tried to make time to read international fiction, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. Uh, mm-hmm. published by uh in the Netherlands and Head of Zeus in, in the UK and mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's accessibly written and it taught me about a difficult time in Korean history and I'm always interested in books about my native country.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes.
1: And the books well then the books by Sally Rooney, Normal People and um, Conversations with Friends well they mm-hmm. they blew me away. I, I I think she's so talented. She's still quite young, mm. but she can write in such a wise and, and very powerful way about relationships. I think they were amazing. She's, mm. yeah, those books were amazing. Yeah.
0: I still haven't read, I read Normal People, um, but I, I keep hearing so much about it, obviously also
1: because of the TV series. series. Have yeah. you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I want to binge watch it when I finished uh, yeah. reading the, the Dutch novels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard it's really good.
0: Uh-huh, yes, that's what I heard too. So I'm, uh, but I want to read the book first. So it's on my pile mm. <laughs> of oh. books to read like you out, outside yeah. of, you know, kind of work context. So, um, yeah. well, Barbara, it's been, it's been really fun to catch up with you. Are there any last thoughts that you want to share with all of us?
1: I don't really have any uh, wise words. No, I'm sorry to <laughs> <can> disappoint you. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it do, they don't have to be wise, you know, oh, as long as they're yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I spoke today to um, uh, someone who works at the, what we call the Gou, the Group Algemene Uitgevers, the group of uh, general publishers, and he said uh-huh. something to me. His name is Martin David. he said something to me that uh i I had not fully realized he said a book is a very corona proof uh piece of art i mean uh-huh. compared to a movie or a, a theater play because yeah. sometimes I was a bit de- a bit you know depressed about the events in the world and about our the industry we really work and live in and uh-huh. today when he told when he said that to me, I thought yes that's good. okay that, that, yeah. Yes. let's uh, yeah. uh, let's take strength from that and just keep on doing our work yeah
0: well there you go you did <laughs> end with wise words I, that,
1: that was from someone else
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, yes I, I agree with you there there will always be a need for stories and uh the the, the way a book is um consumed to 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 use that word in lack of a, a better word that I can can't find now but it's yeah it, it, you can just read anywhere and and in any occasion and in any place so um as you said the theater play or or movies are it's a little it's a little different um so yeah I um I, I hear you and I second that. Thank you so much. <laughs> one one very last question. Are you are you going to the Frankfurt Book Fair physically or, or have you not made I up your mind? We
1: haven't decided yet. We closely yeah. follow uh, the developments uh, and, yeah. and um, well, if we are going, we will be going with a very small team. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think we're sort of waiting what will happen in September if yeah. In, in autumn the virus might come back so uh-huh. we haven't made a final decision yet like many mm-hmm. others well I know that also many people have cancelled and if mm-hmm. if it will happen it will be a very European affair I mean yeah. I know that. that's coming
0: uh-huh
1: mm-hmm. right? yeah You're no, European, right?
0: no we decided not to I mean first of all I'm way out here in in California so e- even though i could more easily travel to europe because i have a dutch passport i still don't really feel like being on a plane for 12 hours right now <laughs> um, and then having to deal with possible quarantine and all that that mm-hmm. hassle um, yeah. so yeah no we i i'm asking you because i i we we started Um, prudently like scheduling virtual meetings this week uh, because we we received some proposals from German publishers to meet virtually and I was like oh maybe we should get started normally around this time our schedules are already full so I suddenly got this little bit of a panic like (laughs) I'm not ready but actually no just everything is just so very different and no need for panic yeah, uncharted territory. But yeah, but some, I just couldn't help myself but think, "Whoa, <laughs> I have zero meetings planned. <laughs> That's not me." <laughs> but yeah. So, um, but for sure, it 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 will be if it takes place a very uh, m- much more of a European fair. I've heard of of other right sellers who are, are based in Western Europe are who are thinking are, who are proceeding a little bit like you said, kind of overseeing following development closely and um, probably deciding they, they told me last minute to perhaps go maybe one or two days to, to Frankfurt because it's more yeah. easily um, doable because they can take the train or sometimes even drive to to Frankfurt.
1: Yeah. If we're going we're also not going for the the whole week or like in mm-hmm. past, we will be gone yeah. for, for a limited amount of days yeah. and, and we can take a train indeed.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's yeah. easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Barbara. It was really nice to connect with you again. And um, I thank look you, forward Marley. to seeing you <laughs> soon. And um, yeah, let's uh, stay in touch. And I wish you a very nice evening in Amsterdam.
1: And you have a very nice day in, uh, in California.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Makebooks Travel Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Check out the agency's website, Two 2CsAgency.com, for more information and resources about the international publishing scene. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a positive review. Merci et à la prochaine!